0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Formula E Bite. Here we are, episode number five, and we've had our first race weekend of the new season. Season seven got underway with two races in Diria, and they were our first night races in Formula E, and I have to say, it did look excellent under the floodlights, didn't it? Diria is very exciting because it it is a World Heritage site, and as you know, I get very excited about the places that these races take place, and Diria at night definitely ticked a lot of boxes for me. But we're not here to talk about what I think of geography. We had two very exciting, very good, very different races this weekend. So let's jump in and take a look through them both. We will begin with race number one, because it would be weird to start with the second race. So let's take a look at how the top 10 lined up after qualifying on the Friday. Starting in 10th place, we had Nissan's Oliver Rowland. Just above him in 9th, Maximilian Günther in the BMW. 8th place, Sam Bird at his new team, Jaguar. 7th, Andre Lotterer in the Porsche. Starting in 6th was Sam Bird's teammate Mitch Evans. 5th place, a very impressive Alex Lynn in the Mahindra. 4th, Rene Rass in the Audi. 3rd, Pascal Verlein in the Porsche. Starting in 2nd was Mortara in the Venturi. And our Super Pole winner, starting the race in pole position, won Mr. Nick DeVries in the Mercedes. Also interesting to note we had both Techita drivers next to each other with DeCosta in 18th and Jean-Eric Verne all the way down in nineteenth after quite a strange qualifying for the pair of them. For the first race, each driver was required to use attack mode twice and each attack mode lasted for four minutes. The fan boost winners we had DeVries, de Grassi, Van Dorn, DeCosta and Jake Dennis. So I don't know if you voted or if you voted for any of those, but those were the winners. I'm not going to tell you who I voted for. You can try and guess if you want, or you can just never think about it again. Nico Muller started the race for Dragon Penske in the pit, so he started right at the back. He would have started in 23rd place anyway, so not a massive difference from 23rd to 24th, but his team were fixing some of his car. De Vries had an excellent start to the first race. Tachita at the back of the grid were quite slow by comparison. Sergio Setti-Camara picked up a drive-through penalty quite early on as well for a battery cooling issue. And then within the first five minutes of the race, De Vries and Verline were very close together. Some really good racing between the pair of them. Rene Rast as well looked very sharp from the get-go. And by the time we were 10 minutes in, So 35 minutes plus one lap remaining. De Vries, and Rass were all pulling away with quite some distance between them and the next group that was forming made up of Mortara, Evans, Lynn and Bird. Again, some very close racing between that group of drivers as well. And when we got to 33 minutes remaining on the clock, that was when drivers really started to use their attack modes for the first time, and we started to see a lot more movement, a lot more aggressive driving. The race really started to come alive at this point. And then, with about 26 and a half minutes left on the clock, we had Mortara in fifth, Evans fourth, and Verline in third. The top two had pulled away from them at this point, and we had a lovely move from Mortara fantastic overtake. The three of them, Mortara, Evans, and Verline, were three cars wide, and Mortara puts it through a tiny gap, overtakes Verline. As he's falling back, Evans overtakes Verline as well. All in very quick succession. And honestly, that move by Mortara was incredible. He had it so tight, like the the gap was was closing on him, but he pulled it off. It was very good driving from him. And then shortly after, 25 minutes left on the clock. Bird tried to take the inside of Alex Lynn. Lin defends, puts Bird into the wall, Bird bounces off the wall, Lin spins, and the two cars crash head on. There was a yellow flag following that incident, uh, which then was converted into a safety car coming out as well. And you can see as the two cars crash, and on the replays as well, because they showed a replay through Bird's uh, point of view camera. Through the driver's eyes, they call it. Bird is... Um, he's making a very rude gesture. He's flipping the Bird at Lynn. He was fuming. He was very angry, was Sam Bird. And understandably so. At the point that this happened, Bird seemed to really be getting to grips with his new car. And we were seeing shades of the Sam Bird that we all know and love. Some impressive driving, some lovely overtaking. And that that just really did it for his race after that he managed to pull out of alex lynn not like that and um drive off to get a new nose for the front of his car it was the end of the race for alex lynn unfortunately and bird had some issues following on from that collision as well even though he did manage to get the nose of the car replaced and get back out onto the track ultimately his car was just too damaged and he did have to retire Rene Rast, who had been driving so well at this point, had managed to close the gap to DeVries right down. So when the safety car came out, the gap between them was even closer, and it looked like it was going to work to Rast's advantage. However, DeVries was just on one that race. As soon as the safety car was in, he was away. He managed to open up a huge gap within one lap. I think he was roughly two seconds ahead, which is crazy in Formula E. We had about 14 minutes left on the clock by the time that safety car went in, with De Vries and Rast in first and second, as I said. Then it was Mortara, Evans and Verline, And then, with about 11 and a half minutes to go, De Vries takes attack mode and Gunter ends up in the wall. You could see from the replay how hard he hit the wall, the way he bounced off it. It looked, It looked rough. It looked very rough for him. And the safety car came back out following that incident. Rast very quickly took his second attack mode just before the safety car came out. Mortara overtook him as he went out wide to take that attack mode and Mortara had one attack mode left to use himself so Rast had been hoping that perhaps once the race restarted Mortara would have to go and use his attack mode and then he'd you know gain his place back that way and then be able to chase down De Vries but that plan did not quite work for Rast. The safety car went in with about six minutes plus a lap to go. Mortara took attack mode and Rast did pass then, but Mortara was straight back at him, took that place. Uh, there's a lot of scrapping going on. Evans is involved as well and ultimately overtakes Rast uh, and takes third place off him. While this fighting's going on, De Vries is He's gone. He's flying again. And that is pretty much how it remains for for those final six minutes. Verline fends off a late attack from Roland. Sims had a pop at Roland as well. So there was some late movement elsewhere in the top 10. But De Vries had about a four-second lead going into that last lap, which is absolutely incredible. He led the race from lap one all the way to the end. Uh, and he, he won. He won his first race. Honestly, De Vries was absolutely fantastic on, on Friday. He was fastest in both free practices, won Super Pole to start the race on pole, and he won the race. He's the first driver to ever be the fastest in, in all the sessions, in both practices, in, in group qualifying, in Super Pole, and to win the race. He missed out on fastest lap, though, for the clean sweep, but nonetheless, fantastic driving from De Vries incredibly dominant. We know De Vries is a very capable driver. He was the Formula 2 world champion in 2019. Since then as well, he drove in the 24-hour race in Le Mans. You know, there's a reason he's in the Mercedes team. There's a reason he's the the test driver for the Formula 1 team as well, as is his teammate Van Dorn. But that was incredibly dominant, incredibly dominant. We've seen dominant performances in Formula E before from the likes of Tachita especially. You know, they have ran away with races in the past. But this was really quite something from De Vries. Let's take a look at how the top 10 ended up, see who was in the points. And we'll start looking at the top 10 by going down to 15th place to point out Jean-Éric Verne finished in 15th. Another former champion, Sebastian Buemi, in 13th. And the current champion, Antonio Felix da Costa, just missing out on the points, finishing up in 11th place. So, inside the actual top 10, then, we had Oliver Turvey in the Neo picking up one point, Lucas Grassi in the Audi in 9th, Stoffel Van Dorn in 8th, Alexander Sims in 7th, Oliver Rowland in 6th, Verline in 5th. Rene Rast in fourth, he will have been very disappointed because he drove very well, very well. He certainly could have had a podium, but he did get the extra point for the fastest lap. Then on the podium, third place, Mitch Evans, second place, Eduardo Mortara, and the winner, Nick DeVries. So a very good first day for Mercedes then, but not such a good day. On Saturday, Mercedes were not allowed to take part in qualifying, and that was because of an incident in one of the practice sessions where Mortara was approaching a corner. There was some sort of issue on his car; he couldn't stop for the corner. He just d- drove in a straight line through the corner and into the barrier. And as a result, uh, the FIA wanted to check all of the the four cars that use the Mercedes power unit, so both Mercedes and both of the Rocket Venturies, that uh, obviously Motara being in in a Vonturi. So they were unable to take part in the qualifying and had to start right at the back of the grid, along with Andre Lotterer in the Porsche, which meant already some of the stronger performing drivers from the previous day were nowhere to be seen in terms of the front of the grid when the race started. Inside the top 10 for the start of the race, we had a better day for Techita. Antonio Felix da Costa starting in 10th. Probably not as high as the reigning champions would like him, but an improvement. 9th, we had Alex Lynn, another pretty strong qualifying from him. 8th, Sebastian Buemi. 7th, the other Techita driver, jean eric Verne. 6th, Nico Muller in the Dragon Penske. Fifth, Oliver Turvey in the NEO, who is having a fantastic weekend. Fourth, Sam Bird, another solid performance from him. Third, Tom Blomquist in the NEO, which seems crazy for reasons we will get onto later. And then second place, Sergio Setti Kamara in the Dragon Penske. And our Super Pole winner, starting the race on pole, Robin Frines in the Envision. So for race number two in Diria, the drivers were required to use attack mode twice again and again the attack modes were four minutes long. Fan boost winners, Sergio Setti-Camara, Da Costa, Degrassi, De Vries and Van Dorn. So once the race was underway, we had a very strong start from Sam Bird who seemed to be really up for it from the off probably because he was so fired up from his early exit from the last race, and you'll be pleased to know, or maybe disappointed, there were no rude gestures that I know of from Sam Bird during this race. It was a much happier one for him. He drove very well again, as I say, off to an excellent start. Not such a good start for Mercedes, not only were they right down at the back, But Van Dorn managed to get himself a stop and hold penalty very early on as well. Robin Vreins very quick from the get-go as well. But then with just over 30 minutes to go, I think it was, Sam Bird took the lead from Vreins. And then shortly after, with just under 30 minutes remaining, Vreins in attack mode took the lead back from Bird. Bird himself goes off to use attack mode, goes into third behind Seti Kamara. Not for long though, because Bird is back up into second. DS to Cheetah were looking much better at this point as well. It looked like they'd finally got themselves into gear. Metaphorically, I assume they, you know, were able to operate a car. And it stays pretty tight at the front between Frines and Bird. And then with about 23 minutes left, Pascal Verline decides to push Dennis into the wall. Earned himself a penalty for that, quite quite rightly. It was quite bizarre. He really seemed to just want to put Dennis in the wall for some reason. That led to a yellow flag and then a full course yellow. And just before the full course yellow, Bird overtook Frines, who went off into attack mode. Frines possibly wasn't anticipating the full course yellow. And then with about 21 minutes to go, we get the green flag. We're off. Frines still in attack mode. De Costa just behind, also in attack mode. Frines took the lead. And then we had some great battles between the four leading cars. Frines, Bird, DaCosta and Verne all battling each other. Probably the the best battles of the race during this, this stretch of racing. And with 17 minutes left, Bird takes the lead. Both ds to cheaters are fighting each other. Make contact. Swap places a couple times. Really pushing each other and nearly putting each other in the wall a couple of times as well. We got to see the Techita that we all know and love. The two drivers, very fierce rivals. So much competition between the pair of them. Both, of course, Formula E champions. And will both probably see each other as their main competition for the drivers title this year. Although De Vries may have given them something to think about after race one. So we've got the Tachitas making contact with each other and then with 15 minutes to go, Freins takes the lead, Bird goes into attack mode, Bird is back in the lead and then with about 12 minutes left to go, Sebastian Buemi is out of the race with an issue with his car. Bird had pulled away at this point and it was Freins, Verne and da Costa close together behind him battling each other. We had a few incidents very close together, uh, almost seemingly simultaneously. Gunther hit Blomquist, which was the end of Gunther's race. But at pretty much the same time, Lynn hits Evans and has a horrendous crash. Lynn's Mahindra flips upside down and is skidding along on its on his head, I guess well, fortunately, not actually on his head because. Or the shape of the car and also because of the protective halo, which thankfully was there. I'm sure that provided him with quite a lot of protection in, in this scenario because he really flew through the air upside down. It wasn't shown at the time, but Formula E released footage later when thankfully we knew somehow Alex Lynn came away with no injuries. He's absolutely fine. But the, the footage of the crash... ...is I've never seen anything quite like that in Formula E... ...but it did lead to a full course yellow and then a safety car... ...and was really the end of the race... ...because with about three and a half minutes left on the clock... ...the safety car led the cars through the pit lane... ...and ultimately it was decided there wasn't enough time to clear the track... ...because we had cars dropping out left, right and centre... And a red flag came out with 2 minutes of 41 left on the clock. That was the end of the race. So it meant Sam Bird came away with his first win at his new team. Let's take a look at who was in the points for the second race then. And we'll start our look at the top 10 once again with me looking at who didn't finish in the top 10. And Stoffel van Dorn didn't finish in the top 10. He finished 13th. But pretty impressive given that the Mercedes was so far to the back of the grid and he had his penalty earlier on. Outside the points also was jean eric Verne in the Techita. He finished in 12th place. 10th was Pascal Verline. 9th, the previous winner, Nick De Vries. He did very well to end up in 9th, making up 11 places from where he started in 20th. 8th, Lucas Degrassi, 7th Oliver Rowland, 6th Oliver Turvey in the Neo, a huge opening weekend for Oliver Turvey, 5th Nico Muller in the Dragon, 4th his teammate Sergio Setti Camara, and on the podium then, 3rd we had Da Costa in the Techita, 2nd Robin Freins, and of course race winner Sam Bird. So then, that's how our first two races ended up. Conclusions from the opening weekend. I think we had some very impressive drives across the weekend from a number of drivers. Rast and Mortara looked sharp. Verline had moments of looking on it as well. He also had moments of driving people into the wall. What's really exciting to me is the worst two teams of last season had very good weekends. Neo were a big surprise to me, I must say. Last season, they failed to pick up a single point, the only team that failed to pick up a single point, trailing at the back nearly every race. But they smashed it already. They only needed one point to be better off. But they have nine of them now. Oliver Turvey drove really well, finishing 10th and then 6th, Tom Blomqvist not quite there yet, but he is still getting to grips with Formula E and he is new to the team who were the worst team last season. Both Dragon drivers were impressive in the second race. Sergio Setti-Camara fourth and Nico Muller finishing sixth, picking up 22 points between them, which again is way more than they got last year. They finished second from bottom in the team standings last season. They only got two points, so they now have 11 times as many. Mercedes showed they could really dominate this season if the teams around them aren't careful. They look like they could be a real handful. The new power unit seems to be doing wonders, apart from the mishap in free practice. Mortara in the Mercedes-powered Vonturi was rapid as well, Tachita, once they got going, showed again that they are more than capable. It will be very interesting to see how they might combat Mercedes. Tachita are yet to bring in their new power unit as well. So maybe that could be vital in the team's championship. But in all honesty, they looked very good in that second race, even with last season's power unit. And Sam Bird, sweary Sam Bird. That's probably not fair. Some, some really great moments for him. He took that leap from Envision over to Jaguar. That Envision team was built around him for so long, but ultimately failed to deliver him a title. He'll want to get his hands on a title at Jaguar. The car looked good. It's definitely competitive. Bird drove really well. If he can grind out results, which we know he can, he is the only driver to win a race in every season of Formula E. He's won a race already. If he can be consistent, he could certainly be in with a chance of taking the title. I know that's a big shout, but he really could. I definitely expect to see him towards the top of the standings at the end of the season. But that is still a long way off. So let's take a look at the standings as they are currently after the first two races. In the Drivers' Championship, we have Pascal Wehrlein in 10th place with 11 points, Sergio Setti camara 9th place with 12 points, 8th place we have Rene Rast, 7th Oliver Rowland, 6th Mitch Evans with 15 points, Fifth place, we have Antonio Felix da Costa, also with 15 points. Fourth, Mortara on 18 points. Third place, Robin Frines with 22, just above him in second place with 25 points. We have Sam Bird and currently sitting at the top, we have Nick DeVries with a total of 32 points, 29 from his performance on the first day, and a further 3 from the second, including the fastest lap in that second race he managed to pick up as well, which was the only thing he didn't get on the first day. And that is how the championship will stay until at least mid-April. Because the next race is not until April the 10th when we have the Rome E-Prix. So for the next episode, probably next couple of episodes, we're going to be doing something a little bit different because there's no races to review. What exactly we're going to do, you'll have to come back and find out. So in the meantime, make sure you are subscribed to Formula E Byte, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can follow on Twitter and Instagram as well. I know I keep promising it, but there is stuff coming on there soon. It's at Formula E Byte on both of those. And that is all for this episode. I've been Andre. See you next time.